Hi guys, I know this isn't the way the show normally starts, but uh, Kurt here, I have a disclaimer about this episode. First of all, um, there seemed to be a ghost in the machine on this episode. The outline that I always have pulled up on my screen blanked out about a minute before the show. Luckily, I had printed out a copy of it so that the guest on this episode could have a copy as well. So you're going to hear papers rustling back and forth as we pass it back and forth. I wish that was the only thing that happened during this episode, but it wasn't. About 35 minutes into this episode, so it's a long one, but about 35 minutes into this episode, the recording just stopped. Literally dead stop recording. I noticed it after telling another, talking for another five or six minutes. I noticed it had stopped recording. We went back, listened to see where it stopped, and tried to pick up from that point forward. But from that point forward... The audio is bizarre. It was really echoey. We were using the exact same mics. Everything, all the settings were exactly the same. But for whatever reason, we sound like we're in an echo chamber and Mac, the guest, sounds like she is very, very far away. So I've tried to amplify it and clean it up as best I could because I really want you guys to hear this episode. I, I'm very sorry that this happened and I... Didn't want to just scrap this episode and try it again at a different time because we were having great conversations and it's a very good episode. It's a listener's ghost story episode. So listeners, I wish the sound quality was way, way better because these are great, great stories. Um, But I think you can hear it well enough. You might have to turn it up after about 35 minutes. And again, I apologize, but please enjoy the show. Okay, let's get it started like normal. I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and welcome to Paranormal Almanac. That's right, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and on this week's edition of Paranormal Almanac, we have a couple of things to talk about, plus, I have a very special guest, a returning guest, you might say, Mac Beauvais. Say hi, Mac. Hi, Mac. Hey. Did I do it right? You did it right. So, (laughs) everybody loved the first episode that you were on. We did a variety of topics, and we have even more to talk about, but we're going to focus it on a couple of things for sure this week. But uh, I wanted to have Mac back on for a couple of reasons. One, because she's awesome and my friend. And two, because I want to support her project. So I'm going to turn this over to Mac right away because my dog is trying to be a jerk right now because that's what he does as soon as we start recording. Oh, good job, buddy. So, Mac, what brings you to Paranormal Almanac? Besides the fact that you're awesome and I like being here talking about spooky stuff with you. Yay. Uh, So listeners may recall last time I was on to talk about werewolf stuff, but also a very special project called Typecast. And Typecast is a web series that we were crowdfunding back in November of last year. However, as with many things in life, uh, you can't always nail it on the first try. And we didn't. So we decided to kind of take all of our learnings from the first go of it 
And we have recently relaunched Typecast on Indiegogo instead of Kickstarter. Much better idea. Yes. So for those who don't remember, uh, Typecast is a story that follows the trials and tribulations of three struggling actors in Hollywood. They're trying to break out of their typecasting. They're usually in horror and sci-fi films. And the reason that they can't seem to quite break out of it is they are literally monsters. They are... Uh, we follow Tony, who is a bog monster, but who is also a theatrically Shakespearean-trained actor. We have my character, Abby, who is a werewolf, but is currently the breakfast cereal mascot for Full Moon Flakes. Which I loved. I always thought that was great. I loved that from the last one. I can't wait to see it in this one. Me too. And we have Leroy, who's a zombie, but they don't really make zombie films anymore. It's called Zomploy Station, and it's just not really fair to the undead rights movement <laughs> uh, to make those kind of films anymore. So uh, I'm really thrilled to be back doing it. And by thrilled, I mean it's soul-crushing, because crowdsourcing is the worst thing in the world. The worst, Yes. It's hard, especially right now, because the landscape's changed over the past few years on crowdsourcing from people making independent films and art and trying to to make things they otherwise could not make to a lot of physical products. So there's like, we're up against people who are making special bikes. Oh, yeah. Electric like, bikes and scooters uh, and all that crap. Some other crazy yeah. things. There's a pillow that's shaped like a butt. You know, uh it's it's really interesting how it's changed and <clears throat> wait 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 let's go back to the pillow shaped like a butt it's actually a thing and it got funded partially i think because uh, it got fe- featured on Joel McHale's new show on Netflix oh that would do it yeah and if Netflix would just pick us up and let us do typecast that would be great but unfortunately not all of us have the ability to just go and find a Netflix or Hulu that will pick up a show and we really want to make something that's different and interesting and fresh and uh for those that really like to have it short and simple, the best thing that we use to describe typecast is it's being human meets extras. Oh, that's perfect, actually. That's really good. Yeah. And, it's horror and it's comedy. Oh, exactly. And it should appeal to all of you listeners because it has everything that you guys constantly message me about that you want me to talk about, but in a comedic setting. And... Right? Don't correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. No, it, okay. it's totally in a comedic setting, but it's also grounded because I love monsters. So a big thing of what I brought to the project, uh, on top of many hours of grueling writing, was I really like building mythology and world mythos oh, and sure. figuring out how would how would it be if all of the monsters that you see in film and television were played by actual performers? For example, uh, Abby, my character, who I mentioned is a werewolf, uh, she gets work much like um you know when they cast animals in movies these and and since the beginning of time <laughs> yeah they cast female animals sure. because you don't have to deal with the whole junk the issue junk. yes so in our mythos it's usually females uh female werewolves that play these characters so they don't have to deal with wolf wang which is a, <laughs> which is a huge problem so thankfully there's that yeah so bringing in those kind of things and figuring out how they would function in in the real world and um it's a little bit like a lighter... It, it makes you think of also watching, um, was it, Ugly Americans, too, where it's that integration of what would it be like if we had monsters in our world without it being quite so out there as a cartoon can go. It's a little more grounded than oh, that. Oh, sure. But it's one of the best things I've ever been involved with. And we also have two ladies that are producing it now. Ooh, My, see, I like that a lot. Yeah, myself and uh, Tracy King came on as our second producer, so... 
Uh, horror comedy is really hard to nail, and women in horror really need that boost as well. So I'm really proud to have two women that are producing this project right now. And because it's 2018, any women in power is phenomenal, and that's exactly what we need in Hollywood in all aspects. But I will say, um, I watched the... What do you call it? The trailer? No? like. Well, we, we shot a proof of concept out of pocket that is our in-world breakfast cereal commercial and subsequent meltdown of Abby, which yeah. was uh, a weekend of shooting totally out of pocket for uh, our mythical full moon flakes cereal. <laughs> which is great. I love it. But yeah, like it, and it's really well done. And I'm not just saying that because I know Mac. It is really well done. The makeup is stellar. The acting is fantastic. It's a really well thought out full concept. Yeah. And again, like you guys should definitely check it out. Um what do what do you have the link or uh, I mean I'll put it in Facebook. Don't worry, it'll be I'll be on Facebook on uh the Paranormal Almanac page, but just in case Mac has it available. Of course. It's bit.ly slash typecast gogo. So that's B-I-T dot L Y slash typecast gogo. And honestly, all contributions help, even if it's $5. We've got tiers that have rewards starting at $10. And just sharing. I mean, honestly, one of the biggest hurdles is algorithms because Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they want sponsored content to float to the top. The only time you can crack through that is if enough people share. So even if you can't donate right now, help us get the word out there. Or do you know a website that would be interested in it as a story or covering it? We're looking for outreach. We've got... uh, it's about expanding your circles when you do crowdsourcing to hit people that are not just your friends. Oh yeah. And I, I say that on just about every episode that like the easiest way to get paranormal almanac out there is to share it. And it's been true. I mean, it's growing by leaps and bounds just through the sharing alone and the ratings and whatnot. But I mean, I last couple or a couple episodes ago, I did a whole thing where, uh, a couple of friends of mine that do podcasts said that I should do a um, a PayPal link. Give everybody a PayPal link. That way, if people want to donate for better equipment or or uh, investigational equipment or whatnot, to do it. And I actually had a few people that sent in money, which still blows my mind. But then I had more people that just shared it. And the numbers have been growing drastically. So it does help. You might not think that it'll help. And you think like, well, who, who cares if I share this one thing? Trust me, it gets it out there because it's all algorithms that are terrible, that are getting worse, as a matter of fact. Yeah, and honestly, one of the coolest rewards we have is at a really attainable level because I I have to always thank our partners at Black Phoenix Alchemy Lab that uh, do uh, perfumes, and we actually have a unisex scent called uh, Full Moon Flakes. It's actually formulated to smell like uh, chocolate and marshmallow cereal. That's cool. But in a wearable way, it's not like you're walking, you know, cereal factory <laughs> but it is it is an amazing scent they formulated it specially for our campaign and it's limited and it's at the 35 dollar plus shipping level which it's i don't think there's any other um crowdfunding projects i've ever seen out there that offer something like that as a reward i no, i mean i god no no i've never heard of another one do a reward like that and i think it's a fantastic reward and it's not a lot of money at all and at that level you also get the hd downloads and you get to get the uh, behind the scenes and a downloadable pdf of our full moon flake cereal box which has a ton of in jokes and it makes an amazing paper craft box too that's cool see a lot of cool stuff share if you can 
donate if you can. It's a great project. I wanted to make sure that it got out there because the last time that Mac was on there, we had a lot of people respond saying it sounded awesome and it looked awesome and whatnot. Well, now's your chance. Put your money where your mouth is if you guys want to. And we are making it. That's the bottom line is the beautiful thing about Indiegogo. We if Even if we don't raise enough for all eight episodes, we will make enough to at least shoot a pilot or three episodes or whatever. So it will happen. People will get their rewards and entertainment will come of it. We already have an idea of when during the year we're going to shoot. We've got everything lined up. All we really need is the funds to back it so that we can create this entertainment and make it at a quality level that you actually want to watch it after it comes out too. See, I think that's great. So again, we'll be talking about that at the end of the show as well. So if you want the link again, don't worry. You don't have to keep rewinding. We'll say the link again at the end. But I wanted to make sure I got that at the very beginning. So all you people that kind of skipped through all of my babbling crap, well, (laughs) this was before the babbling crap. Because now let's get on to the show. Because tonight... We'll be talking about listener and personal ghost stories. Do you have one? I actually do, because last time I didn't have something to share that was like a true paranormal thing. I think I shared something that was secondhand or like something that was kind of nebulous and then how I almost became a cryptid myself. Yes. So I'm very excited that I actually, actually, as soon as it happened, I'm like, I have to let Kurt know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) See, you got stuff to look forward to. Um. So yeah, we're going to be talking about listener ghost stories. As you guys know, I constantly ask you guys for listener ghost stories, and damn if you guys didn't uh, commit this time. You guys have been sending me a lot of amazing stuff on Facebook. I'm not going to be able to get to them all, but I hope I get to most of them. And some of you guys are going to say, that's my story, but it's not the way I sent it to Kurt. Yeah, you're right, because I had to edit it down for time. I wanted to get to the meat of every story So don't worry, your story was kept intact. I just really got to the good stuff, the stuff that sent chills down my spine or um, raised the hair on the back of my neck, like that kind of stuff. I really wanted to get into it. And it will be lovingly read, I promise you. Oh, yeah, and that's the other thing. (laughs) It's not going to be just me babbling on this time. Mac and I are going to take turns. I'll read a couple. Mac will read a couple. So we're going to get a little bit, because that was the other, that was the one complaint that people did have for the first listener's ghost story was that I didn't know how to segue. So think about it. Put it in out there now. If you have a better way to segue between stories besides next up, because that's all basically I did last time. I am the queen of segueing. All right. We'll see. And not just like those little rolly platforms, although I've never oh, actually gotten to do one of those. those now are fun. I want to. They really are fun. They're really nerdy looking, but they're really fun. I feel like my background in being able to segue between segments should allow me to be masterful on a segue, but I don't think that's actually how it works. It's really hard to not be masterful on a segue. It's so <laughs> idiot proof that it just get on and you go. You say that and then I'm going to just be an idiot and well, face plant. I don't know. I guess maybe you could face plant, but you'd really have to try hard. I have faith in you. (laughs) But before we get to the listeners and personal ghost stories, I have one, if not two, because I can't remember if I've told this one on on the show. So I'm going to tell them both and you guys can go like, you already said that. Well, fine. Skip ahead 30 seconds. It's it's a short story. But (laughs) before we get to that, it is now time for paranormal news. Um. This week, we had a lot of paranormal stuff. Last week, we had a lot of paranormal stuff in the news. The first one, though, is AlienCon. AlienCon will take place June 15th through June 17th at the Pasadena Convention Center in Pasadena, California. 
So if you guys are local to us, you guys should go to uh, AlienCon. I'll give you some details in a little bit. It seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. It seems like it's going to be very cool. It's a little bit pricey, I got to admit. Really? Yeah. What, um, what's pricey? Because uh, I kind of know the convention circuit a little bit, and to have that be pricey seems surprising. Okay, so let's pull it up and let's see what you think. See if you think it's as pricey as I thought. Okay. Um. But, well, before I get to that, you, so you guys are going to be able to see everybody that you think of when you think of aliens that have ever been on TV, like the guy that always says the meme, like, it's aliens. Yeah, like I'm not that saying guy. it was aliens, but yes. it was the aliens. Like that guy will be there if you really wanted to see him. Oh, you follow just. Oh, God. And there's so <laughs> many people, some of them that I really, really like. Other ones where I'm like, well, you know, I guess it's part of it. But um, one day pass is $61. Holy shit. Okay, see, I'm not wrong. That's really no, pricey. No, I paid for a one day pass at WonderCon and it was $25. Thank you. And WonderCon is run by Comic-Con International. It's a big show. Yeah. $61. You might as well get a cocktail when you walk in the door. And I don't know how many alien cons there have been, but not enough that I went, ooh, alien cons coming back. Awesome. Like, it seems like that's a bit pricey. You think they would balance that out by, I, I wonder if it's the venue or if it's booking talent. Boy, you There's have to- There's a lot of talent. You have to be really committed then, and that sounds like maybe where the money is going is whatever talent they've booked. But how crazy is this? The gold pass is $549. Boom. Sold out. Can't get a gold pass. I can get half of a fucking Disneyland pass. I know. I'm sorry, I this, curse a lot. No, you can curse all you want. It's, this, it's the podcast. Uh, silver pass, $436. Boom, sold out. Can't get that one either. Whoa. So it's literally, you can get a one-day pass for $61 or a bronze pass, which is the full weekend, for $124. Or for $35 in shipping, you could have a bottle of Full Moon Flakes scented perfume. Oh. oh. See, segueing. There you go. I like it. <laughs> Um, and there's not, I mean, there's, wow, it seems though. like there's a lot of events. Don't get me wrong. There's nighttime events and daytime events and, you know, look it up. I'm not getting paid by them. So that's about all I'm going to get into about alien con. Look it up. If you want to go, um, I've contacted them about doing press for my website and for the podcast and they have ignored my emails. So it's repeatedly. okay to just tear them to shreds. If they don't ever respond, I probably will. I'll probably that's... go and really give my full, this is what it's like. I mean, that's not expensive. I mean, unless it, you really are getting like that full panel experience and stuff. Like the only time I've been anything that's been around that has been a bigger event, like a Tiki Oasis or something. I mean, I but guess. But that's different. I mean, I guess there's a bunch of panels. I mean, there are, but it's it's a nine. It's I'm sorry. It's an eight to seven thirty p.m. on Friday, a nine to seven thirty p.m. on Saturday, and Those a nine to five on Sunday. Those are long show hours, actually. So it is a long time, and you get. I mean, there are a lot of people. Like I said, just about anybody that you can think of that uh, you know That's does still stuff really in the paranormal. Pricey, though. But it's a lot of money. Oh yeah, like a lot. It's not for the casual enthusiast. No, God no. But apparently, you know, people are spending the money. So I'll probably end up going to this. So if you guys go as well or you're thinking about going, let me know. I'd love to meet you there and uh, hang out because it's coming up pretty quick, right? Somebody PayPal Kurt the uh, ticket funds. Sure. Give me the ticket funds. It's June. You got plenty of time to do it. Um, I tell you what, <laughs> if I do end up going, I'm going to have Paranormal Almanac stickers by then. Ooh. So if you see me, let me know and I'll give you a Paranormal Almanac sticker, which a couple people have already said they wanted to buy. I'm going to give them to you guys. Don't worry. If you want one. 
So that is the first one up. The second one, the Royal Canadian Mint has created a flashy egg-shaped glow-in-the-dark coin to commemorate one of Canada's most famous UFO sightings. And we've talked about that one in the past episode, so if you don't know what Canada's most famous UFO sighting is, I recommend listening to all of the episodes of Paranormal Almanac. That's the only way you're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that's that's crazy. That's a lot of uh, money to mint something. Oh, no, it's insane amount. I mean, I guess I could tell you guys what it was. It was a, Don't it was, tell them. No? Don't give in. All right. Don't it, negotiate. It happened in 1967. Find out for yourself. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I have a news story, uh, kind of an update on a news story from last week's episode, the very last episode we did. So the last week I did a news story about two pilots, two commercial pilots seeing a UFO and talking about the UFO with ground control. Mm -hmm. One of them was an American Airlines pilot and the other one was like a Lockheed pilot, like a private pilot. But um, they were, I think, a half hour apart. They both saw the same UFO and could not identify it. Whoa. So here's a little update to that story. The American Airlines pilot that saw the UFO over Arizona has been revealed to be a former B-1 bomber pilot. Wow, that's hardcore. Yeah, he had 20 years of flying experience. So not only is he like an experienced commercial pilot, but he is a very, very experienced military pilot that flew one of our former top secret uh, planes, so he knows what the top secret stuff looks like. And even he said, this looked like nothing that we have ever built. Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, he said it was extremely bright. Didn't look anything like an airplane. There is no possible way that we built it. And his name is Pilot Blennis Green. I'm sorry, his name is Blennis? His name is Blennis. I, I mean, I want to call it Blennis. It could be Blenis, but that's if it's Blenis and his parents, neither of those are great options. No, and he must have went through hell in school if his name was Blenis. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, but both your dog and I were like, "What was that clicking sound?" Yeah, there's nothing over there that would click. I don't know. Uh, next Ooh. up is a ghost plane story, keeping with the whole plane thing. Ooh. And again, this just happened. There's been numerous reports of a mysterious ghost plane that have emerged in Derbyshire, England. Derbyshire. Derbyshire. Sure. Derbyshire, where witnesses have seen a dark, silent shape sweep across the sky. Now, onlookers stated that the shape looked, uh, it was about uh, 6.45 p.m. There was enough light that they could see it clearly, and it was at different locations across the country. Now, uh, one of the pre- one of the people that saw it, Mark O'Brien, says that it looked like an old World War II plane, but it was so dark that I couldn't make it out, and it was completely silent. Creepy. Yeah. Um, Completely silent, and it was very, very low to the ground. Other people said, I remember it flying above me and my heart stopping for a second. It looked like an old World War II plane. I panicked because I thought it was about to come down on the houses near Ashford Rise. There was no noise. There was no smoke. It just flew off and disappeared between some nearby trees, never making a sound. Whoa. Okay, so that just about does it for uh, paranormal. Actually, it completely does it for paranormal news. So let's get on to the good stuff. Uh, once again, this is a listener and personal ghost story. Mac, would you, since you're the guest, would you like to tell your story first or second? Uh, yes. Okay. I will tell it twice okay. in a row. No. What, you're going to start, and then I'll tell mine, and then you'll tell yours again in case make it better. In exactly case mine's for better. anybody who's tuning in late. Exactly. No, uh, so. I think I talked about it last... No, no, you didn't choose yet. 
Oh wait, I haven't. Um. First. <laughs> sure. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah ahead. Okay. Right. Also, I, I might mention that I have decided to ply Kurt with alcohol today. So. That is true. It's been one of those days, listeners. Oh boy, has it! I am enjoying this beer very much over here. So, fans of Drunken Metaphysical, you're getting a slight taste of Drunken Metaphysical because the first time ever during Paranormal Almanac. I've been drinking. I'm a bad influence. Hey. Also, I do a podcast that involves drinking. So, what's I it just called? What's it stuff. called? Disney Distilled. It's a very good podcast. Listen to it after you listen to every episode of this one. Yeah, pretty much. So many episodes. Uh, anyway, wait. Uh, how many episodes have you done? Uh, I was drinking heavily, so I don't remember. Really? <laughs> All right. Well, while you tell your story, I'm going to quickly look it up. I'm just very curious to see. How many episodes people have done because I'm getting towards, I think, 35, 36. You're beyond us, but our podcast also involves, we have to be committed to sitting down and drinking that night that we record it. Oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah, (laughs) but you know, there are times where you can't, like, we have to make sure that, depending on alcohol strength, that we're recording on a, you know, Friday or Saturday night so that we are not going into the office the next day going uh and they're like what's wrong with you disney news that's one of the reasons that drunken metaphysical stopped we recorded on thursday nights two episodes and we would i would not start the episode until i was at 0.08 legally intoxicated and that's hardcore oh it was rough there's an there's an actual episode of drunken metaphysical fans that have that are new to this um where the next day, I apologized to my co-host, Ginny, for not recording a second episode. And she said, oh, no, you did. And I had I listened to it for the first time with the, with the listeners because I had no memory of doing this podcast I actually all. did have a moment like that on Disney Distilled where Oof. I did not remember if we talked about a news story. And my husband was like, yeah, you, you did. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> so I went back and listened. I'm like, I'm actually surprisingly okay speaking when i'm drunk even though it was a very passionate topic yeah people thought i always faked it and they were like ah bs you didn't remember it i had zero memory but you know i was fairly coherent um you guys are at uh number 30 so i have surpassed you guys yeah like i said it's it's a little bit different it's it's a total different yeah there's a whole other thing that that goes in with that but anyway i think i was going to tell you about a ghost let's get to the ghost story Okay, so I think last time I was on, I mentioned I haven't really had a paranormal experience where I've pointed and gone, oh my God, that's the thing. Yes. Uh, I had probably the closest that I've ever gotten, though, a few weeks ago. So I, because I'm literally everywhere, it seems, uh, I was recording another podcast, which was an actual play RPG podcast called uh, 12-Sided Stories Otherworld London. Very cool. And we were recording our episode in a... Uh, school it's actually a catholic school and one of the people they've got you know access to the school and we uh we're talking about stuff and we we're talking about the supernatural and, and whatnot and she told me that there were ghost sightings within the school and that there was a particular area where a boy had fallen over a railing and had died and a lot of people have reported seeing stuff feeling things, all of that. So she's leading me along the school grounds to the area. And I had a very different concept in my mind of where the location was that we were going. I thought it was inside the building because Uh it's two stories. So I thought it was an interior railing. 
we're walking along the outside. We go up these stairs and we're walking across this outdoors balcony. And I just got this really funny feeling. And it was like in my stomach and in my hips. I just felt, it felt weird. It was sort of tingly, sort of not. Like I can't really describe it. It wasn't like a, it's not like when your stomach drops either. It was just such a weird spot to suddenly just kind of have this weird feeling. And I'm like, oh, Oh, I got a really weird, you know, something's going on. My, I, I, I don't know why what's happening. And she's like, "Oh, this is the spot." Oh, wow! I'm like, "Excuse me." So it wasn't me psyching myself up to it because I thought we were headed to a different location. Sure, but in fact, we were headed to, uh, where we were. And I had no idea. So, you know, because uh, my first thought was, you know, I'm going to trick my mind into something. I'm going to feel, you know, have a sensation. It's not there. But I hadn't. I hadn't built myself up for that. I was prepping for when we walked inside the building again. And I walked back and forth a couple of times. And every time I hit this one spot, I just got that weird feeling again. And it was like my hip joints are almost like too tight. Oh, wow. It was very, very strange. It's the most... I can't even explain exactly what the feeling was and I can't quantify any other reason to feel it in that spot. And again, to have felt it when I wasn't building up my brain for that to be the area that was haunted. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And she's like, no, this is the area where they keep seeing stuff and, and people have reported a lot of sightings. So in wait, these they, areas. the area that you had the feeling, was there a railing? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So it was like, uh, apparently some boys were roughhousing. And uh, one of them, they, they roughhoused too hard and one got pushed over the railing and died. How far was the fall? Uh, two stories. Ooh, yeah, that'd do it. Yeah. So, but when I walked back and forth up in that area, same spot on my body, same spot along the railing, I just got this sensation. Now it was I forget. very I'm, strange. Now I know that you're, um, you, you know, she does the tarot cards and, and in my opinion, I think she's fairly psychic. Um, do you consider yourself psychic? You know, it's hard. I think a lot of people would, but I have a hard time saying that about myself because I doesn't, I get weird feelings about things. Okay. So you're lot. sensitive. Extremely so. And that's what I was going to, yeah, that was going to be where yeah, I was enough leaning. Enough that yeah. even people that are very much, uh, like my husband and I've talked about it and He's he and I have always been very skeptical about stuff. I think he's pretty much firmly in the camp of non-believer, and he's even told me a couple of times he's like, "You're kind of spooky sometimes." Like <laughs> I just like I have this knack for things. Like uh, we had an outdoor cat for a while. We were sort of taking care of it. Was like this neighborhood cat that came by, and I just kind of knew when he was going to show up again. Um, I get funny feelings about people. I'm usually very correct in my first assessment of people really and i did uh i actually had a tarot reading gig not that long ago for a bunch of people that i didn't know and apparently because it was nice they put me in a private room so we had some privacy apparently i was the chatter of the party people going like (laughs) oh my god it was so accurate and there was all this stuff and this was just me talking to strangers i never met before with the stack of cards and pulling these things out these like moments of intuition that were pretty specific like you know i wouldn't just randomly be like i think you have an issue with your dad sure and one guy was like i don't know there's like a father figure here you know and this is the feeling i'm getting he's like yeah my dad's coming into town and i you know we have a really strained relationship and it's been stressing me out and 
I, I cannot, like I said, I can't quantify it, but I don't know if I've gotten to the point where I can go unequivocally, yes, I there is something else going on and I've got some kind of spooky powers. Yeah. <laughs> but But sensitive, I think, is actually the best way to be because it allows you to be skeptical when you want to be skeptical. And then when something just happens... It just happens, and you don't have any reason. Sorry, I'm being attacked by my dog. You don't have any reasons for or any pre-knowledge as to why it should be happening the way that it is. Yeah, and friends pointed out to me, I remember sitting at a brunch once with some ladies, and I was reading tarot cards, and I heard my name, and I'm like, wait, what's going on? And they were joking about coming up with some kind of like spooky tea shop or something. They're like, yeah, and Mac will be the proprietor that just is in the back, and every once in a while comes out. I've kind of... When things get weird, people think about me and they call me to get information, help them out. Like I'm one of the go-to people when when spooky shit happens. Sure. And I don't have an explanation for it. But you also don't seem to mind it, so that's a good thing. I'm okay with it. I just don't want to oversell myself as like, I'm psychic and I know all these things. But I have a really good sense of things. I, I always have. Mm. <laughs> so when my mythical daughter gets sucked into the TV set, I can call you, and then you can tell me when the house is clean. Caroline! Yes, that's perfect. That's what I need. Perfect. Actually, I'd rather be the weird astrophysicist next door when your daughter disappears, and I draw chalk shit on the walls, and then we go into the other dimension, See, where she suddenly all... has an adult voice. And it's all chunky and goopy in there. You don't want to go there. Oh, you're going to... Oh, you're going to go Stranger Things. I was going Twilight Zone. Oh, nice. I did. I went Stranger Things. Yeah. Because everybody well, I was going, I was going Little Girl Lost. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. See, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> all righty. See, that's, this is the kind of ghost stories that I like. There's not necessarily an explanation for what happened, but there is a connection to an actual death that you had no knowledge of, no pre-knowledge and of. And if I'm being super, super honest, which I am because I've been drinking. Sure. Uh, I've kind of been letting myself be a little more open to the possibility lately. That's what I did a number of years ago. I decided that probably right around the time I moved into here, that if I just let myself be open to it, it doesn't mean that I'm going to start seeing dead people everywhere, but it means that there might be something out there and it might have a way to communicate. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so my ghost story, I'm going to make up some names. Um, I was at my friend, we'll call him Lucky. He was having a party at his hot rod shop. And this was in Burbank. It was a very cool shop. There was a ton of people there. It was getting kind of later in the night. And we're all just, it was lucky. I'll make up a couple of more names. Uh, my buddy Joe and my buddy Jay. Why not? So it was Jay, <laughs> Joe, and Lucky. And we're sitting in the office and we're just chatting and chatting and chatting. Didn't realize how late it had gotten. And everybody kept coming in saying goodbye to Lucky and they all left. It was literally the three of us after the party we're in this small office. Outside the office is a driveway because it's a shop. And on either side of the driveway are giant manufacturing buildings. There's completely closed. There was nobody out there. And it's a very long driveway. So when, you, when I get to the crux of the story, you'll see why I'm telling you this. I'm trying to let you guys picture this story. So I'm sitting there talking to Jay and Joe and Lucky, and I said something. I don't recall what exactly I had said, but I said something like, well, yeah, but that car's not very cool. And I was sitting across from, oh, let me start. Um, I was sitting across from Jay. 
next to Jay is Joe, and next to Joe is Lucky. So I'm facing Jay, and I said, well, yeah, that car was kind of cool. And then clear as day, a girl said, yeah, that car is kind of cool. Right behind Jay. The only thing behind Jay is a wall with a window. And I stopped. Jay stopped and looked at me, and Jay goes, go outside. So I quickly ran outside and looked everywhere. There's no one hiding. There was no one near that window. And in front of the window was a bunch of car parts. So there could be nobody standing there. Literally, there could be nobody standing there. Now, I'm not going to say it was a little girl's voice. It was definitely a female voice. But so I came running back in, sat down, and they're all in silence because they're all just kind of sitting there. And Jay goes, what did you hear? And I said, no, no, what did you hear? And Jay (laughs) goes, a woman or a girl right behind me, repeat what you just said. And I said, that's exactly what I heard. And then Lucky, who is a firm skeptic, or not skeptic, but a firm believer, scared as hell kind of believer. Sure. Because he has to be there alone for 18 hours a day kind of a thing. Just went, nope, got up and walked out, and then turned around and said, I heard it too. And then Joe went, who the hell was the girl? Who said that? What is happening? It's your future daughter that got stuck in the... Okay, so we just had a little technical glitch. Um, so what Mac was saying, it's my future daughter that got stuck in the TV. Um, no, in the wall. Oh, in the I, wall, I yeah. Yes, that's true, yeah. Um, that was super weird because you told a whole other tale into that story about I did. how it kind of freaked everybody out and uh, your uh, friend Lucky was just like super noped out of there. Yeah. And then I repeated that phrase like you said it was the... Yeah, that car is really cool or whatever it was. And I apparently stopped recording after that. It completely stopped recording, which is very odd. Um, <laughs> sorry uh, that you didn't get to hear the rest of that fun story. Uh, that was basically the end of that story. Um, and then I said, here's another story. I might have told it before. I'm not going to tell that story after all because I don't know if it wants me to. If I haven't, if I haven't told the TV turning on and off story, please let me know and I will tell it on the next episode. That was a pretty loud click. Last time yeah. that I was here, everything was quiet except for the mailman came and scared the crap out of us. Yeah, I. that's closer to the sound that you kind of hear usually yeah, up there. Yeah, it's all coming from over near the TV unit tonight, though. Yeah, I Even don't... Even Stitch noticed earlier because both he and I were like, what? Yeah, so... Which is weird, because last time I was here, it was really quiet. There was no sound last time. That, very true. And, which is funny, because the story I was telling about the TV was that something kept turning my TV on and off. It's, I'll tell the story some other time. But I'm wondering if that's what's sparking the interest tonight, is that we're talking about ghost stories. That would be pretty awesome, though. But like, I have... It's crazy, because since I've been here, I came back with like my own actual real story this time. Oh yeah. And this is the first time I've been over at your place where I've heard anything. Yeah. Now that we're getting technical glitches, um, just to get, let you guys know, usually I have a little synopsis, if you will, about what I want to talk about. And I have it in a Gmail draft. Thankfully I printed out a copy for Mac so we could both tell the, the listener ghost stories. And Mac and I were talking before we started recording and my Gmail went blank. Like, not that I couldn't load my Gmail. My Gmail was still there, but this specific episode's draft was blank. So we're now sharing a copy in case you hear papers rustling back and forth. <laughs> um, it does seem to be a little bit of a technical glitch kind of an episode. Yeah. 
Um, but what I was going to say is that there is another ghost story that I will tell you guys that I didn't get a chance to start talking about because I noticed it stopped recording. Um, this one happened just a couple weeks ago. Uh, my buddy Phil is ha- uh, had a bachelor party at Catalina Island in California. Uh, Catalina Island, where Natalie Wood was murdered by Robert Wagner. It's a very small island, very small town in the island, but they have a very cool casino, which I never knew that casino didn't mean like a Las Vegas casino. It just means a place where people gather. And then when Vegas was built, it became to mean where you can gamble. Oh, really? That I actually did not know. Yeah. See, I learned something new in Catalina. We had it. We took a tour of the casino. It's a very big round building, couple stories. It's been around since the um, silent movie era, the TV serial era. Very, very cool building. And my buddy Sean, who is very sensitive to stuff as well, was like, it's a really cool. It shows you the behind the scenes and there's a lot of spooky stuff. We got to do it. I said, cool, I want to do it. So we took the tour. While we were on the tour, there was one room. Sean walked up to me, and I was taking a bunch of photos because it's a bunch of cool, like, behind the scenes of an old theater, and I like theater stuff. But Sean walks up and goes, dude, look at my arm. And it was just goose pimples. The hair was standing up on the back of his arm. And I was like, what the hell? I'm not getting any feeling in this room at all. And he's like, take a million pictures. So I start taking pictures, and I'll post this picture. And let me preface this by saying that you guys know how I feel about orbs. This is going to be an orb story, but there's a reason for a it. A storby? An orb story. A storby. Um, <laughs> so I'm taking a bunch of photos, and this little yellow dot goes, whoop, zips right by everybody that's part of the tour, and then stops right in front of this woman. And I was like, what the hell? So I'm like, Sean, come and look at this. It's daytime. There was a window. There's no reflections. Because I kept looking, is it someone, like someone's watch reflecting off the sunlight? The lights in the room were very low, so it wasn't reflecting off of those lights. There is no reason for this very bright, very yellow orb that is floating with reason. So, So Sean comes over and takes a look at the camera, and he's like, what the fuck? Neither of us can see it when we're looking out there, but if you look through the camera, you can see the orb. So it's not seen by by naked eye. And we're watching it and it's dancing around, and moving up, like moving down. It on a screen? Yeah, on my little oh. I had my phone out like in front of me and we're looking at it like a monitor. We're just watching this orb dance around. And so I took a million pictures. I got a couple of orb pictures that are very cool. It's definitely not dust. It's definitely not see-through. It's not like I was using a flash or a flashlight with my my camera. There was no flash, no nothing. It is a very definite yellow light. That is very odd. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm always very skeptical about the whole orb thing. I hate orbs. Because it's like, oh, there's a thing that's there. And I'm like, yeah, dust modes. And that's exactly and it. It's like called that. dust. Yeah. But yeah, if it's moving. The thing is, though, dust has a distinct pattern there's going to be a floating to it it's going to depend on the air pressure how the air is moving uh so there is a rhyme and reason to that sure and that's a good point i'm glad you said that because there was no windows open so it wasn't like we're getting any air off of the coast or or off of the uh from the from the shore there was no windows open there was no air conditioning on it was kind of muggy in there we didn't kick anything up there wasn't a million of them like normal with orbs 
there was one very specific, very determined yellow light. And if it's bouncing back and forth versus like it goes one direction and off screen, that's going to be pretty different. Like I would think most dust would react that way. Yeah, yeah. So again, as much as I hate orbs, I have an orb story for you guys. Or I had one and I just told it. But, well, you still have it, but in your it's, heart. It's mine, and you guys can't have it. Um, but let's get on to the listeners' ghost stories, because this is the stuff that I love. I love when you guys send me the stories, and like I said earlier, they might seem a little truncated. That's just for time, but the stories are all there. Um, so let's get to this. Uh, tonight, oh, this is one of the stories. I told you, I told you already, I'm terrible at segueing, so. Yeah, well, it is one of the stories. You are correct about See? that. See? Uh, tonight I closed. It was just like any other night. I was just ready to come home. I locked the doors and made sure no one was in the store, and I counted down the registers, like usual, and all of a sudden I heard a huge bang coming from the back of the store. Me and the cashier I had working with me looked at each other, like you do when you hear that, so I told her to stay up there. Um, I had the registers in a buggy. I'm assuming that's some kind of cart or something. It's probably an English slang, I'm assuming. Uh, usually, though, they say, uh, trolley. Yeah, I don't know what a buggy is. Um, I had my registers in a buggy, taking them to the back to put them in the safe like we do at night. And uh, let's see, got to the office. I unlocked the office door. I heard someone walking behind me. So I thought it was the cashier, and I thought she was going to ask me something, or so she got scared or something to that effect. Sure. So I turned around, and there was nothing there. But then I heard what sounded like a laugh. And I know you're thinking I'm crazy, but something laughed right behind me, and there was nothing there. I don't know why you would think that this podcast would think you're crazy. That, that's ex Everybody does that. They're like, I know you're going to think I'm crazy. No, no, you heard the my stuff. The problem isn't that other people necessarily think you're crazy. It's that you think yourself uh, as being like, oh, I fooled myself, I tricked myself. I mean, that's a lot of what I've been struggling with lately that we were talking about earlier. It's sure. just where is that line between wish fulfillment or kind of fooling yourself and tricking yourself into things and the reality of the situation. And it's very hard and it's uh, in our very skeptical society, it's very easy to write off everything as being very, very logical. And maybe it isn't. No, I, I agree. And the other thing that I love when people say is the first line in this next story, which is, first let me say, I don't believe in ghosts. So... Why are you listening to a paranormal podcast if you don't believe in ghosts? Well, that, to be fair, I've been skeptical for a very long time, but I have always, this has been a subject that has always been a drive for me, even since childhood, was to find scary stories and accounts of hauntings and all of this. And even though I hadn't experienced anything, and I'm still not sure exactly where I stand, it's still something that I seek out. So I listen to podcasts that are about things like that because I'm a curious person. Sure. And because... It always cracks me up, At though. a certain point, most of us kind of want this to be a thing. Even people who are skeptical want this to be real. Oh, definitely. Now, with that being said, I don't believe in ghosts. Listen to the rest of the story and see if you think they now believe in ghosts. So it says, I don't believe in ghosts, but something happened I can't explain. It started when I moved in with my aunt. She had recently turned the garage into an apartment. My mom and I shared this space. It was only one bedroom, but my mom ended up giving me the room and turning the living room into her bedroom since we could all just hang out in the main house during the day. Around the second week, a pipe burst in that apartment. 
and Mom and I were forced to move into the main house temporarily until it was fixed. We only shared a small room, and things would move on their own in that room, and it was always freezing cold. Despite it being in the south and almost 115 degrees outside, there were cold spots in the room that were so cold you'd want to get a blanket. I heard voices and things were thrown around me whenever I was alone. When we moved back into the garage, the lights and the TV, oh hey, and the TV would turn on and off by themselves. I know that experience. Whatever it seemed, whatever it was, seemed to follow me on the next two times I moved. I would leave for the day and everything would be moved around in the apartment when I got back, but nothing was ever stolen. I still hear voices and footsteps to this day. Did the listener mention how old they were when they were moving and when they were in that location? I believe they did, and I believe I edited it out, but I think, if I remember correctly, they were 13? They That's were teens. Very uh, a very curious thing, because uh, most ghost stories and, and tales of the paranormal that I have heard about hauntings usually center around somebody of about a teenage level in those homes, and there seems to be more... Uh, more likelihood that those things occur during those years, which are super formative, and there's a lot going on for a person during those years. Mac has not listened to our Poltergeist episode because I yes, not. Um, you know that's very true. You're but 100% I heard right. I listened to a lot of no, no, no. About that, so. It's 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 funny that you say that because it is now one of the most leading theories that there is something that happens during puberty that either attracts the other side or causes poltergeist-like things to happen, mm -hmm. but it's actually coming from usually a girl going through puberty. Yeah, it usually is a girl, but uh, that is, it's a really fascinating thing that it so often centers on that. Yeah, no. So even if I haven't listened to your episode, no, it's I fine. know my stuff. You do, and that's fantastic because <laughs> it is true, and it seems to be happening more and more and more and more. So uh, actually one of the stories that I have over here has yes. to do with a home. Oh, excellent. Go so ahead. So that feels like a, a good follow-up. I like it. Uh, I just got a new home with a big open floor plan and a catwalk. The first week we were living in it... Wait, do they, you think they mean like a... They do a little turn on the catwalk. They, that's exactly. Um, yeah, I'm guessing... Yeah, I'm not really sure. Maybe it's a catwalk outside, like a I don't know what story. A, yeah, I something. don't know what a catwalk is. Uh, I mean, a catwalk is usually in a theater. Yeah, you know? or... But, uh, they, oh, oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about the theater thing, so... So they may have had one. It's I'm guessing it's probably a second story or some kind of upper... Like a vaulted ceiling uh, with something up yeah, there. An yeah, an upper-level uh, walkway. Uh, and they were living in it, and I was unpacking. I had a stack of clothes hangers on the kitchen island, and I was in the other room. I heard a hanger hit the floor in the kitchen, so I went in wanting to stop the others from sliding off the stack and hitting the floor but I was surprised to see a knick-knack on the wall swinging. There's no way the hanger could have hit the knick-knack. It was just too far away. Eventually we settled in and I adopted a dog. The dog and my son instantly bond and become inseparable. Well, my son goes back to the university, so I'm sitting on the couch with the lonely dog when we both hear the front door open and hear my son say, Hi, Mom, I'm home. The dog gets insanely excited and runs to the front door, and I, I follow only there is no one there. Just for reference, our yard is five acres. We have a whole lot fenced with security gates and security cameras. No chance anyone was there. I call my son, who is still at school. Since then, I have heard running footsteps all over the house, and once in a while, sitting alone on the couch with the dog at my feet, on the floor, the entire couch starts to shake like an earthquake. 
Ooh. And two other times I've heard my son shout to me from his room, and when I investigate, the room is empty, and he is safe and sound at school. That's a good one. I got mad chills from that. That's a good one. I got mad chills from that. Like, the idea of not feeling alone in your home, and, like, especially because I, uh, I have cats, and obviously you have uh, a dog. I do. And there's a certain level of protection, I feel, by having an animal in the house because they have such great senses. Oh, yeah. But when they're off, it's super weird. Yeah, and nine times out of ten, he doesn't ever react to the weird stuff that happens in here. But the the tenth time when he does, spooks me. It definitely spooks me. Yeah, there's a lot more noise in here today <laughs> than there was the last time that I came. Yeah, yeah. The last time it was nothing. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad that you get to experience some of the stuff. Hopefully, it won't be much more. Or maybe it will. And actually, you have another one lined up here that perfectly goes with the last one because it has to do with school. Well, go for it. Uh, hi, I'm a college student. One night, I wake up around 3 a.m. to the sounds of someone rigorously typing on the computer keyboard. Like. Typing oh, wait a second. Hold on a second. Weird. You're try do it, but the microphone really close to you for some. All all of a sudden, your mic just cut out completely. I'm watching now. I'm now I'm consciously watching to make sure we don't get cut off again am i still and getting sound now say something i am saying something yeah now you're back to being perfect that was weird it trailed off to nothing that's really weird and i did not trail off to nothing no i am noisy oh no start that one again that was a good one. Oh, all right uh let's try this again hi i'm a college student one night i wake up around 3 a.m to the sounds of someone rigorously typing on my computer keyboard like typing really fast and hard, and then it would end, and it would start up again, like someone is writing something specific. I sit up on my bed for a better look, and the monitor is off. I say out loud, who's there? And the typing immediately stops. Ooh, I like it. Then a minute later starts up again. I'm now looking at my computer, clear as day, and there's no one there. I sat frozen, and eventually the typing stopped, and it hasn't ever happened again. Huh. So the monitor was completely off. There's no chance it was coming from another room. I'm trying to debunk this one because I have to debunk at least something every episode to make people mad. Um, I got nothing on this one. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I would ask is, um, and it might just be a matter of how it was written, it says, I'm now looking at my computer clear as day, and I'm wondering if they sent this to you via um, a phone or a tablet. Because if they're looking at their computer, where are they typing from? Yeah, good point. But, no, that's... Or, or I wonder if, if that's my editing. I wonder if they said that they were looking at the computer clear as day when it was happening. Yeah. But I, I get the feeling that my mic dropped out because the segue was not appreciated. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was odd. Like, like, you got a little quiet, and I was like, oh, that's no problem. I can punch that up. And then dead silent while you were talking. I could hear her obviously talking because she's right there in the same room with me. But the mic went dead silent. Where am I? What? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, I want to do one. I want to do one. Do it, do it. All right, so this one is, I sent my kids to their godmothers for the weekend, and I was alone in the house. I went to bed but said a small prayer while I laid in bed. And I said this prayer out loud. As soon as I said amen, I felt the corner of my bed lift up as if someone had been sitting on the edge of the bed listening to my prayers. Oh. It's never happened before or since. But it was definitely someone sitting on my bed. What do you think? Uh, that reminds me of a Edward Gorey poem. It's one of my favorite short poems ever. And it's, um, 
Every night, Father fills me with dread as he sits at the foot of my bed. I not mind that he speaks and gibbers and squeaks, but for 17 years he's been dead. Oh, that's creepy. I like it. <laughs> what do I think? I think that would spook me. That's one of those things like, I don't mind if I hear stuff, but I, I don't care if it's 115 degrees in my house. I will have at least my feet covered with blanket and nothing hanging over the sides of the bed. Oh, because, absolutely. Yeah, that's where monsters live. So um, what do I think? I think you had someone sitting on your bed. Luckily, they left as soon as you said amen, so they were just listening to your prayers. So I guess they don't seem Maybe they were mean. appreciative. Yeah. And they were just happy to hear somebody that was still praying or, or something like that. And I mean, that's a common thing like even now like we've discussed i'm more open to stuff but i've been pretty skeptical i still have weirdness about having my legs hang over or nope. not being covered do it. in my bed it's it's very upsetting that's been since childhood oh yeah mine too i've never i've never let anything dangle over edges of beds that's again where monsters live uh but again <laughs> it doesn't seem like they're evil or or trying to hurt you by any means but i would keep saying prayers i tell you that I would I would say prayers every night saying please don't sit on the edge of my bed but that's just but maybe, me. Maybe they appreciate it though. I mean if, yeah. there, if there was someone there, let's say in this house that had uh, religious inclinations, you know maybe they appreciated that and wanted to listen in. Yeah, sure. Which I think would be fair. How many more do you have, Mac? I have two. Oh, okay. And I have one that actually deals with a uh, a relative which. That's, that's very hard to lose somebody, and uh, I'm kind of curious about this one. Go for it. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat appropriately. Yeah, yeah. Right, eat right, eat right. that microphone just in case it cuts out again. Right? All right. My grandma passed away in 2010. A month after she died, I heard something scratching on the roof, and my mom told me that it had been my grandma. I whispered, Nana, and a bright white light shone into the room, lighting it all up for a couple of seconds. Here, give me that page, because I need that for the second part of my story. Uh, lighting up and then disappearing. I got really scared and asked my mother if she saw it too. She didn't say anything, in shock. But then I turned and whispered, what was that? The next morning, I asked my dad who was in the next room if there was a light, but he said nothing had happened. There was no lightning, no cars driving past or anything, and this white, bright light only appeared in my room. I'm convinced there was something beyond the normal that made the light appear. And I have to, I have to say that this story is really interesting to me because it just reminded me of something. Oh yeah. My childhood, actually. Well, you go first. I'll tell you what I think. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, I was very young. I must have been elementary school. I remember I, I've always had a very vivid imagination and would imagine things in my room and stuff like that. But I do remember a very distinct memory now that I was laying in bed and I was really missing my grandparents because my two grandfathers died when I was very young. My, my grandmothers are still alive, but I lost my grandfathers. And I remember there was like this kind of bright light on my ceiling and I thought I was talking to my grandfathers who had passed on and having huh. a discussion with them. So much so that after this thing stopped. I don't know if I was awake or not. I thought I was awake. I remember I went into my mother's bedroom and told her what had happened and started crying. Wow. So this is, you, all right, so you say you don't know if you were awake or not, but when thinking back on it, you think you were awake? I seem to. It's hard because, you know, 
especially when you're a kid, memory is so fallible. Sure. I also think that I remember swallowing a nickel once, and I don't think that ever actually happened. Why? I've swallowed nickels. I'm pretty sure it didn't, because uh, I think it would have had to come out somewhere, and I don't think that ever happened. Or else, I still, <laughs> maybe I still have a nickel somewhere lodged in my system. You very well could. But uh, I just remember it was uh, it was enough of something to go see my mom, but I. I've always had very vivid dreams, and so looking back with the lens of the kind of nightmares and dreams that I've had as a teenager and into adulthood, I may be remembering it differently than it actually was, Sure, but sure, my sure. memory seems to tell me that I was awake. That's really interesting. I like that story. Um, the reason, what I was going to say is the reason that I added that listener's ghost story to this episode is because they tried to debunk it themselves. And that's oh, what really? I really liked. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. said, like, they checked with their dad. Was there oh, any cars so, going yeah, they, by? They like, that, yeah, they yeah. didn't immediately go, oh, my God, that's grandma. Like, they tried to debunk it themselves, which, as you guys know, I absolutely love when stories do that because it adds a little credence to the story as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Yeah, you're right. That's now, the other funny. thing is, I'm wondering why she, she heard scratching on the roof and immediately thought it was her grandma. I don't know if the two are connected because there was a scratching on the roof, but then there was a bright light. And to me, those almost feel sort of distinct. Yeah, but the, she said there was a scratching on the roof and she said, Nana? So, like, yeah, was mean, Nana maybe... on the roof scratching a lot when she was alive? That's a interesting leap is all I'm saying. Nothing bad with like, it. Like to go drink tulips on the roof? Yeah, sometimes sometimes you got to get on a roof and scratch. Yeah, that, that is a, an interesting connection. All right, I want to go, I want to go. Do it, do it. So this one's kind of a long one. Um, in college, I worked at a really old rundown bar that used to be a church during the bar hours. Oh, used to be a church, period. During the bar hours, it was really loud, so if something happened, you wouldn't hear it. But when I was closing up alone, I would often hear strange sounds like hushed conversations. I could never make out what they were saying, and after a while, I got used to it and would ignore it as I did my closing. It wasn't just me either. Anytime a bartender would close up, they would hear all the same things. One night at the end of the bar, maybe 10 feet from where I was counting out my cash drawer, I heard what sounded like a stack of books being pushed right off the bar top. It was so loud, it hit the floor. So I walked over, I examined the area, and there was nothing there. Even though I heard the sound right next to me, I heard the sound one other time. After that was the... Um, one other time after that same night, I remember calling out, telling whatever it was I did not want it there, and to stop trying to scare me. I never heard that sound again, but the hushed voices and the small sounds of things being moved around never stopped the entire time I worked there. Huh. Books. Books. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Books to a bar. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, What's weird is that... Most bars tend to have some kind of weird paranormal things happening. Older bars tend to have some weird paranormal thing happening to them. Well, so much happens in bars. Sure. Too. I mean, uh, as we can attest to right now because we're drinking, there's different things that you feel and there's different like heightened uh, sensations about stuff when you're drinking. And you tend to be a lot more loose about stuff and a little bit more freed up. And I could see how that would maybe leave... If there is residual energy, I would see the argument for why bars have more of it. Oh, I agree. I think that when people are having a good time or connecting with the place so much with good times, that it means something to them that they tend to want to come back when they're gone. Well, didn't you say it used to be a church? 
He did. It said he said it used to be a church, which That's again. That's a really interesting thing, though, to go from a church to a bar, especially because churches, depending on the type of church, you know, they sometimes preach about you know the the sins of imbibing. Oh, sure. Stuff. So it could also be, you know, oh god, this place of worship is turned into uh, a place of quote unquote sin. It's very common in Michigan and in the Midwest. Um, Two of my favorite bars ever growing up, not growing up, but once I turned 21, was uh, St. Andrew's Hall in Detroit, which was a very old, very cool bar. And there was another one called Clutch Cargo in Pontiac, Michigan, that was a bar or that was a church as well. How weird. Like, what a, a life for a building to go from being a place of worship to a place of drinking oh yeah yeah complete debauchery yeah yeah it's a very interesting shift for the the lifespan of a building but it was very cool bars very cool buildings and there's nothing i love more than an old church i think they're beautiful whether you're religious or not i think they're so beautiful oh absolutely but you also figure a lot of them hold services for people who passed on oh yeah casket viewings and things like that too sure uh there are just some places that feel different i know Whenever I've been in a church or um, when I would occasionally go to church uh, with my grandmother in Arizona, it was just a different kind of vibe in that sort of place. It's the same thing as going to like a hospital where there's just, it feels a little disconnected from the rest of reality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, My mother actually worked in a hospice and people reported seeing weird things there. I mean, that's basically where people go to have palliative care until they pass on. And I remember there was an east wing and a west wing, and there was a corridor that connected them. This uh, tiled, you know, corridor between them, and it was always unsettling to walk through. Oh, sure. I, I have a couple of listeners. Uh, one of them is a new friend of mine that's also a li- also a listener that are nurses, and they pretty much all said across the board, Oh yeah, no, it's haunted. They, the, you know, the people right before they die say they start seeing shadow people, like, uh, like the movie Ghost, like those kind of weird things crawling up the walls. Um, they see them on a fairly regular basis. In fact, I think the last huh. listener ghost story, one of them was a hospital story. I wish I'd had the opportunity to ask my mom more about stuff like that, uh, but I, I never did when she was working at the hospice. Sure. But... My mom was really a non-believer. Her feeling was that uh, she was, you know, by way of her religion, she believed that God would not leave anybody behind. Sure. So she didn't believe that there were ghosts because God wouldn't do that to people. Yeah. So, uh, but she told me that other co-workers and stuff thought they saw her and, and whatnot, things within the hospice. That's so weird that that's such a common thing. <laughs> And that was a weird snort from Stitch. Easy, buddy. <laughs> All right. Do you have any more? I do have one more. Oh, good. Let's end it with a bang. Whatever this one is, it's going to be the best one yet. All right. Well, it's short. Now you've built it up. and I. That's why I did it. That's why I built it up. Damage, man. Here I am coming in to help you with segues and all for naught. All right. But they, uh, they start out with, I know you will like this one, Kurt, so you had better fucking like it. I do like this one. This is why I added this one, because this is a very common thing. Alright. I know you will like this one, Kurt. My aunt came home to find all of her books that are always on her bookshelf stacked on top of each other on the floor in the middle of the living room. 
It only happened once and obviously terrified her that someone broke in, but they checked the, the doors and they were all still locked. Also, I don't know who would break in and stack books. No human would stack books. That's like exactly this. right. It's um, very Ghostbusters, though, you know? Yeah. Oh, no. And not only is it Ghostbusters, <laughs> but it's a very common thing that I personally don't understand, which is I'm sure why they said that I'm going to like this one. I don't understand why ghosts have to stack stuff, stack shoes, stack books, I mean stack chairs, anything they can think of. It's a very common thing, and I know they're trying to figure out some way to communicate, but it seems like that would take way more effort to stack something neatly and that tall, um, I'm assuming tall, because uh, it was a full bookshelf, but it seems like it would take so much more energy to do that than to knock something over right in front of you, or to make a noise, or you know what I mean. Unless they were ghosts of people who are on drugs. Because certain drugs, like... Uh, like meth? Like meth. Yeah. People start stacking things. It's true. No, it's very true. So, but also, that makes me wonder, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw something out there. Go for I'm it. I'm almost done with my beer, and it just occurred to me. So, the whole stacking thing, mm -hmm. um, like I said, when people are on things like meth, they tend to want to stack things. There's something about it that's really drawing. What if they are people that have passed over that are not quite with it, and so it's causing the same kind of weird disconnect within their own minds that stacking has meaning? I have no response to that. I, um, sh sure. It's the, it's as good a theory as anything else, because I have no theory as to why ghosts stack stuff. I mean, if you're only kind of half there anyway, as people are when they're on serious drugs sure, as well, sure. maybe it makes sense in some kind of weird way that is unexplainable. It's unexplainable for when we see people doing it that have been on something, and it follows that somebody who's not all there because they've passed on or they're confused might have a similar reaction. No, it's, that's very, very true. Um... This is the, usually the part where I say, I don't know. What do you guys think? So it works perfectly. What do you guys think? <laughs> what do you guys think of these stories? Were there any that really stood out to you? Were there any that spooked you out? Or were there any that you went, nah, I don't, I don't buy that? Because um, there's none for me that I was like, nah, I don't buy it. Um, there's only one that gave me chills, though, if I'm being completely honest. Which one gave you chills again? The one that gave me chills was talking about the house that had the catwalk in the, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The son was home. Yeah. Well, that's really weird that she would hear her actual... I mean, she knows what her son sounds like. It's really bizarre that she would hear her son, even though he was safe at school, I'm assuming miles and miles away. But how many people have misidentified hearing somebody's voice and thinking that it's someone else than, than who it is? So maybe there had been a school-age boy within that household or something, and it was a similar thing. But for sure. some reason, because uh, we, we read quite a few stories, that is the only one where I just kind of went... Ugh, you know why it got me and why I added that one to the list? The dog. The dog heard it too. Yeah, so it wasn't just her. Yeah, that really gets me. And yeah. I think it's because I, I have pets. I've always had pets. And pets for me have always been like, this is the red flag. Sure. Sure. And as you guys as you guys know, I don't, I don't put any names to the stories just to be on the safe side. That being said, I do have a listener, Kate, who told me some really great ghost stories that'll be on the next episode so i don't i just wanted kate to make i wanted to make sure that kate didn't go what the hell i sent him ghost stories why didn't he add that one one you just sent it to me and two 
I wanted something for the next episode, and they're very good, so I'm definitely going to add it to the next episode. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. Oh, no, there's there's always something. And I don't mean the next, you know, the very next episode. I mean the next Ghost Stories episode, because I really like these listener Ghost Stories one. Yeah. Plus, no, I, I don't I have to do that. as much work. You know, the listeners are sending me the stuff, which makes it a you're lot easier for me. Oh. Part. Oh, crap. You're not supposed to tell them that part. Cut this part out. Oh, my God. No, I... Uh, <laughs> As always, um, before we wrap up, I want to thank, first I want to thank the listeners for these ghost stories, and then I want to make sure that Mac gets that, uh, that link in again, like we were talking about before. Yes, uh, so please, I mean, literally anything helps. Sharing, or if you can throw five bucks in to help Typecast be a reality. We were doing pretty good last time, and we are going to make this. It's it's something that I believe in, and I will make as much of it as I possibly can off of what we get. And we really need the help to make it awesome. So the link again is bit.ly, which is bit.ly slash typecast go go. Seems pretty basic, pretty straightforward. Once again, that link will be on the Facebook page at Paranormal Almanac. Yeah. I'll make sure I put the link up there. Um, uh, if they have questions, they can also hit me up on my socials. Okay, what so are those? If you, if you want to hit me up and ask me about the project or talk to me, you can hit me up pretty much everywhere great social media is sold as at strange like that. Strange like that. Again, very easy and much easier to say than spelling Beauvais because I have a hard time with that. I know. Many people do, and I feel like I went ahead and absorbed my husband's last name just to fuck with people at this point. Good on ya. I like it. <laughs> um, so, once again, uh, thank everybody for these great, great ghost stories. I love them. Um, there was a couple that I didn't include because I couldn't really fit them in. You'll be on the next one as well. Kate's, you'll be on the next one. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you everybody that has donated um, I don't have the list of the names in front of me. I said it on the last episode. I'll make sure I say it on the next episode as well because I can't thank you guys enough for donating to the show. It's very nice. Again, you don't have to, but if you want to, just look for Kurt Sandvig on uh, PayPal. It's that easy. Um, actually, I want to do. I do want to tell these guys' names because they were very awesome, and I want to make sure I give them all the shout-outs in the world. Hell yeah! So let's see. We I have mean, anybody who supports people making cool shit deserve all the shoutouts in the world. Oh, definitely. And here we go. Steve, James, and Scott. Actually, I'm going to mix it up this time. Scott, you're number one this time. James, <laughs> you're going to stay number two. You know what you did. And then Steve, you're number three. Uh, thank you guys so much. You guys were very generous. Um, blew me away. I can't thank you guys enough. And I can't thank all of you enough. So please... Share the share the podcast. Tell everybody about Paranormal Almanac. Tell everybody about Mac because she is awesome. I want to thank her again for stopping by. Once again, I am your host, Kurt Sandig, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. <laughs>